not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. Beyond. Wow, that was just crazy. Oh, we didn't do it last <laughs> week. Rap across the board. <laughs> Unbelievable. We need to have band practice more often. We're all out of tune. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Podcast Beyond. This is episode 484. It's a palindrome, Max. reading glasses? For it? It's a palindrome like every 10 episodes. Exciting anyway, time. I'm Max Scoville. I'm joined by Alana Pierce. Hi. Brian Altano. Hey. And Marty Sleva. Whoa. This is a program where we talk about computer games on the PlayStation device. That's it. Anyway, uh, you guys went to PAX this weekend. How was that? What happened? We, we didn't go. What? You want to do it? I don't want to do it. You can do it. Go nuts. Uh, PAX is great. Yeah. It was very cold. Uh, there's people who right now can't even fly out of Boston because they're just having so much snow there right now. So managed, we managed to avoid that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of the actual show floor, it was hectic. It was crazy. We did so much stuff. Uh, yeah. We played some really cool upcoming games like What Remains of Edith Finch. Yeah. And yeah, the, a whole bunch of different uh, Annapurna games. I'm Annapurna not familiar games. with the company. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Annapurna, which is a film production company started by Megan Ellis, and, uh, and they've sort of produced and distributed movies like Zero Dark Thirty and Her and Spring Breakers and Lawless. And so it's these. It's like the four most disparate movies. I mean, that's the name. thing is that the yeah. movies don't have anything in common except for the fact that they're uh, risky. They're sort of filmed by auteurs, and generally they're heralded come Oscar season. Yeah. And so they're doing. They're sort of taking that same mentality and putting it towards games. They've announced that the first four games are going to be uh, What Remains of Edith Finch, which is coming out later on in April, and it's uh, from Giant Sparrow, who did The Unfinished Swan, obviously on PS3. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Gorago, which has been this uh, sort of indie perspective puzzle game that has been shopped around at like GDC forever. Oh, is that the one that looks like a pop-up book? Yep, kind of? yep, okay, yeah. I've played like an early build of that. It's yeah, I mean, I feel like I played that at GDC years yeah. ago. And then there's uh, Donut County, which is this awesome sort of Katamari Damacy type game. And then the final one was a new I, I game. I think I remember now. It's The Awful Escape of Francis Vendetti. Because I really we long tried time to, yeah, we tried to do we tried to do a bunch of convos on that, and and it was just very difficult. So that uh, is one of the best games I have ever demoed on a show floor. I completely agree. And that was oh I was God. I was texting these guys afterwards that like it's it's a game that like no assets are out for it, so it sucks because like unless you were there playing it, you can't see it what it was like. It was announced that day, right? Yeah, it was announced Post there. Yeah. 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 So this is awesome though. Like I've always loved hearing about a game before there's anything to go on. Like yeah. the first the first time someone told me about Katamari, and the only mm-hmm. thing I had to go on was what they described in mm-hmm. my head, and I was just piecing it together and then seeing the actual thing it was you know totally different from what i imagined yeah. but you were telling me like give us can you give us like the, the elevator pitch or the, yeah. the very long elevator ride pitch yeah i mean <laughs> it's ultimately like at its core it's a 2d platformer but uh its thing is it feels like you're just like entrenched in a 70s prog rock slash david bowie album with this like colorful neon also miyazaki like it yeah. really feels like okay. this ghibli movie monsters in it who all Everyone just plays guitar, and you you have this glowing guitar that you can use to platform. If you double jump and you keep tapping A, you'll do like a guitar solo oh, kind of. Yeah, and it'll what, cause you to sort of like drift down. What are the what are the graphics like? Is it cel shaded or uh, it looks or? a little yeah. bit like uh, Broken Age? Yeah, like the characters look like Broken Age characters, but the backgrounds okay. are like pink, pink, purple. These Super vibrant cool. like. Sort of like weird neon, uh, like a neon nightmare. And what like we the, played was really snowy, and all of yeah. the snow is just glistening constantly. Yeah. And there's just everything in the background uh, is just beautiful. And it's, you just kind of snowboard at one part um, past this giant planet, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Huh, that's dope." Yeah, like it literally has just a little 
yeah. dialogue. I, when I played it, I, I walked past, like, through this clearing, and then it reminded I had a lot of these moments, like, in Journey, when you're sliding down. There's the one part where you're sliding down the sand, and then the camera sort of goes to the side, and you can see the sun setting through the ruins in the background. It's that, like, I, I describe it as, like, a moment of awe. Right. And I got those, like, three or four times in this, yeah. where you would see this giant planet or this, like, space whale with a casino on its back just sort of making its way through the background and it's just again it's just unlike well, you shouldn't throw anything. your casinos away in the ocean because they, they get and they get on the lodge yeah. on whales, on yeah. whales it's back. like if child of eden or a game like that were a 2d side-scrolling platformer wow. it's just yeah. so much cool visual stuff yeah and then you would get into these <coughs> sort of like rock battles with these creatures where there's this like cthulhu-esque old god who is sort of like throwing musical notes at you and you mm. have to do sort of like very simple Simon Says mm-hmm. uh, memory but then I don't know it's just very so, strange and cool. Oh, so also uh, we should mention there was an amp there while we were playing. Because yeah it was this, the craziest sound. Yeah so because there, it's so sound based and there's you're literally like just jamming out on this guitar the whole time uh, the guy who was showing us the game had an amp set up mm-hmm. uh, right in front of us so that the sound was like doubly as loud. It was, it was so Maybe cool. Maybe that's the key to like a really good demo. Yeah. Just, just blasting you with a wall of sound. It worked. A good, a good <laughs> amp blast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was really great. And then Edith Finch, uh, which I think a couple of us have played and talked about. and that's, You and I played it at PSX. Yeah, yeah. And this was the same demo you got to play. What did you think of it? Oh, I really liked it. Uh, it's so The world is so detailed. I was really thrown because I expected it to be more complicated than it was. So there are a lot of things where I was like, I don't know what to do here, especially having come from just finishing like Virginia. Yeah. Uh, there were so many things that I didn't know how to interact with, but I realized it's just like anything you can interact with has a little circle on it. It's yeah, right. way, way, way over. And then if you need it. to duck in an area, you just keep walking yeah, forward. Yeah, and I was like, duck. I don't know how to duck, but it auto-ducks, so it was like there was, I was totally overthinking it, and I think it's a really observational game mm-hmm. where you're just supposed to be learning things as you go, and it's not told through dialogue, and I really like that kind of It's thing. It's visually much more cluttered than it is logically. Yeah. Like, yeah. when you're going Absolutely. to solve puzzles, you're like, I'm, I'm overthinking this because everything, this feels like I'm in a real house, and yeah. it's like, where are my keys? I better look everywhere, and it's like it's a video game. They can only be in like one of three places. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I really love, I really love the art direction. I, I uh, really appreciate how morbid it is. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Um, it's, it's sort a, of triumphantly effectively killed a child. Morbid. Yeah. yeah. What? At, it, no, yeah. at its core, you are exploring this giant sort of Winchester mystery house that this generations of this family have lived in the Finch house, uh, the Finch family, and you come across their rooms that are sort of. They're kept like a museum's kept where you put like a velvet rope over like the, the Lincoln bedroom. And so you don't go in there because that's where Lincoln slept. Um, and so you're exploring the house and you sort of find these journal entries and you you put yourself in the shoes of these people from the past and how they died. But the way they die is all magical realism. It's like very much entrenched in like Gabriel Garcia Bernal. Like someone will turn, transform into an animal or, or a kid will want to go all I the fly. way. Around. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like, well, obviously they died because they couldn't fly but they do in the dream they fly and so was this the one that has this the swing set yes okay i keep getting this mixed up with that other uh the name is yeah i don't know it just i I can't imagine how i would get these indie games mixed up when we have what remains of edith finch the artful escape of francis vendetti in the same paragraph yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. um and that one's coming out very soon uh we'll have more on that in a little bit later that's a uh, ps4 exclusive as well right uh pc as well Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, but console exclusive. And then uh, Donut County, which uh, so is cool. really cool. It's by Ben Esposito, who is one of the artists on The Unfinished Swan. Uh, Doesn't look has, anything like it, though. No, no, no. It looks like uh, it's a very cartoony game set in the American Southwest where you control a sinkhole that, like Katamari, the more you can, you can swallow up anything that's smaller than you. And every time you swallow up something, you get a little bit bigger. Um, and so it's like Katamari where you get this constant sensation of consumption 
which is weird because like I don't awesome. I don't like things. I don't own things. I don't buy right. physical things anymore. But like there's something so satisfying about it continually growing and consuming. Absolutely. We both said the same thing yeah. totally separately as soon as we finished playing where something about eating like just a couple of blades of grass and then growing and growing and growing to getting a house is just like really calming. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't expect it to be, but it totally is. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's that it's that weird kind of like just not it's not the same thing as like collecting. It's the same thing as I think as, it's decluttering as, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's the same it it's the same sensation of like smashing pots or grass in Zelda, right? Like it's just kind of you're getting rid of this stuff, yeah. you know. You're getting rid of the stuff that yeah. you ne- don't necessarily need yeah. and so it's not got to catch them all. It's, it's like got, getting to suck them all into a vacuum. <laughs> yeah. Got to clean it all. Buying stuff is cathartic, but getting rid of stuff is probably equally or if not more so yeah. cathartic it's true. to just sort of just be like I don't need that jacket anymore. Yeah, uh, like, it also has uh, really cute animations and um, really cute characters too. Well, the interesting thing is that you suck up things in the sinkhole, and every once in a while, the camera will zoom into the sinkhole, and society has reformed down there. Like no one died; they're just like, yeah. oh dang, we're in a sinkhole now, and so like we're gonna grill hot dogs around this campfire and talk yeah. about how we miss being up there. Yeah, yeah and it they sounds all, like an indie ass indie game. Yeah, yeah, yeah they all tell their stories about how they were sucked into the sinkhole, oh, and it's super. You're cool. gonna like this because everyone is blaming it on raccoons. Like oh, everyone down yeah. there is sitting around a campfire. Like it was those raccoons, wasn't how, it? I think that's how someone sold it to me initially. I saw this at like the indie mix we did. Here yeah, ages yeah, ago. yeah. And I loved that they were like, "Jesus, it was this raccoons' fault, right?" And mm-hmm. I'm like, "What raccoons are you the talking weird about?" Part with, the, with the snakes and, and there are dogs in it, so I'm a big fan. Yeah, snakes and dogs. It's, it's really cute. It's super well animated, and I also I can't remember why now, but I loved the sound. You know, when I walked out of it, and I was like, "The sound, the sound of this is, really is awesome." Yeah. Huh. So yeah, really a bunch cool of cool. Uh, I feel like these very much feel in the spirit of. Uh, that era of PS3 when we were getting stuff like uh, Journey and Child of, or uh, uh, Pro, uh, yeah Child of Eden no no Delight. not Child of Eden uh, Child of Light uh, Unfinished Swan like I miss those, Ubi like, Ops, man I yeah they yeah. still make stuff yeah. Yeah. Child of Light was a really good game yeah cool stuff yeah. awesome so speaking of little little small indie uh, franchises uh, there's an up and coming studio called Bioware <laughs> that has a, a little little title little art house title called Mass Effect Andromeda mm-hmm. it's on its way. Uh, I'm what became of Commander Shepard? Yeah, <laughs> uh, we don't speak of that. Ooh. It was a uh, it was a dark time. Well, it was a kind of a red, greenish, bluish time. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Andromeda, you guys got to check out Horde mode. Yeah, so the What's up we, with have, that? we have to play the multiplayer. We can't say it. we got yelled at when we called it Horde mode. Okay, even though Oops, it's, it's sorry, no, 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 it's Horde mode. <laughs> I mean, it absolutely is. Uh, it was funny. We were like, "What is the name of this mode?" They were like, "Oh, it's uh, Mass Effect Andromeda multiplayer." We were like, "Oh." It doesn't have like an official title. Oh, like this is just like, the multiplayer. Oh, yeah, okay. it's just like when Nintendo's like Donkey Kong is a is not a gorilla. He's a Kong. You're like he's a gorilla. Dude. <laughs> Get of, it together. Yeah. Over yeah. There. But it's just there's no PvP in this game. Yeah. No it. PvP multiplayer. It's all a, wave based. Yeah, wave based cooperative. We were on a four person team. Yeah, yeah. Um, we couldn't get clarification on how many uh, people there actually you actually could have on a yeah. team, but I kind of feel like it's going to stay in full. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we got up to I think wave seven uh, and. It's it's super fun. I mean, the jetpack makes this incredibly fun, and the modes are a lot more uh, vertical than they are in Gears of War or Halo or even uh, in Mass Effect Three because of the, the jetpack. So if you need to get away from something, you just jump away or you yeah. strafe, and and that uh, really changes the way that everything feels. It also kind of gives you a safety net if you're up somewhere really high and you're up against a bunch of people mm-hmm. and all of your squad mates are elsewhere. You really feel like you can get away, yeah. and you don't let the whole team down by dying on a platform no one can get right. to. Which yeah. I really and like the flexibility. It was of that. cool, and a lot of things are sort of species based and class based. Like you yeah. played as a Krogan Sentinel, Krogan Vanguard, Krogan Vanguard. You I was a sorry Sentinel. Sentinel. Yeah, uh, and so you were obviously you had these like awesome like run in jump and ground pound. Yeah, like, you could just like totally clear an area yeah my, my favorite thing to do was uh i would do a kind of charge attack 
and knock someone back and then do a ground pound and most enemies would die just by me doing those two things. And because I didn't have very heavy weapons, uh, my recharge rate was at 100%. Mm-hmm. So it's based on how heavy the gear that you have is on, depends on... So basically we started with different loadouts. You had a recharge rate of 5%, mm-hmm. meaning from the get-go you had to have a different play style to me and that you couldn't focus on powers and instead yeah, I had, had to focus, to focus on, on, on shooting. So it's like there's like you, you build a loadout and instead of... You can be over-encumbered, but instead of that meaning you move slower, all it means is that you recharge your ability slower. Yeah. Right? So you're still the same speed, but it's oh, just like cool. you have better weapons, but that means you can't utilize your abilities as much. Okay, so on the subject of weapons, uh, Alana, you did like a preview for this or something. It, this is something they've worked on a lot for, for Andromeda. They've really tightened up the shooting, right? Oh, yeah. I think uh, as an action game, like it, it plays great. I'm, okay. From what I have played, I'm super satisfied. Like, I remember before everyone got mad at the ending, back before the game was out, like ME3's big like bone of contention was the fact that they added a multiplayer mode to this you know historically single-player mm-hmm. RPG experience. And it was like, that was kind of odd because it felt... It always sort of felt half baked. Like they were like they had a they had a beta for it and everything. Yeah, people and said it, was, it felt tacked on. Yeah, and it was fine. It was just like it was like this isn't the selling point of the game. Like to add on like a shooting component. I but. still feel that way. In that uh, really? I think this this multiplayer mode is totally solid, um, but it doesn't really exist in partnership with the main campaign. Right. Where I feel like uh, in other games that have more horde modes, it kind of does. Um, yeah. It, it doesn't. Nothing about the main campaign is similar to this, really. Um, but, you know, I mean, there are microtransactions. It's oh, good. definitely a great way for them to make, to make money. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I think I think this might find, actually, like a small but, but really vocal home on PS4, especially because Horde mode or multiplayer cooperative things like this are pretty prevalent in Microsoft's big franchises, like we mm-hmm. mentioned Halo and Gears. But whereas on, on PlayStation, like, yeah, Uncharted got that co-op mode. Like Killzone the, had no something kind of similar. Like no, one, no one touched that. Yeah. Like well, Uncharted had that entire multiplayer mode. Which again, yeah. multi trans uh, uh, micro transactions for it, um, and people were getting into it. But it's like it's again, it's a very small. I mean, it's the same kind of thing, right? Whereas, like, yeah, for Gears and Halo, they are like core pillars of the game. Whereas for Uncharted and this, it sort of feels like you know, oh, yeah. and also this. That's well, exactly what it is. But I also don't think that makes it bad. I, don't I think, think, it I think it's a strong yeah. mode. It was mm-hmm. fun for us to play. Yeah. Uh, it's so hard not to compare it to like other games that are like that. Mm-hmm. I've been sure. doing it for quite a bit longer, but. I think the issue is when um, a single-player game doesn't entirely deliver on all the fronts people expect it to. People start targeting the multiplayer being like, oh, the company spent – they focus resources on this instead of this. It doesn't always work that way. Yeah, it was made by a team in a different country. Yeah. Yeah. I think that with with a kind of sort of tacked on multiplayer, it almost feels like – like when a car has like all-wheel drive or four-wheel drive and it's like in reality people are probably mostly going to be driving it on like normal road conditions yep. but it's this kind of like peace of mind of like it's got that thing there that i paid a little bit of extra for and it's you feel like you got your money's worth and it's yep. like i don't I mean, know there's, there's as long as the yeah. single player campaign is still strong i think it's a good thing i mean there mm-hmm. are people who will want to play it this way and i definitely have no complaints about it being that it was totally fun um i imagine i actually will play it when the game comes out do you feel like this game as a whole is going to deliver I have no idea. Really? It's, yeah, it's like I'm. People are getting review copies now. I think, and I'm yeah. so interested to see how the reaction is because I've spoken about this before. But what I played, uh, the single player preview build, was buggy as hell, mm. and I didn't like a lot of the dialogue. But I think the gameplay is just dramatically better, leagues better. Um, 
it's like I really don't know what to expect mm-hmm. right now. I, I want it to be amazing. Well, it's one of those situations where uh, even if they improve the gameplay dramatically, if the story and the way the narrative is, unfolds is not up to snuff. No, I'm, I'm trying to take account for, for my own bias on that. And then I love Mass Effect for the story and for the world building. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad game if it has less of that and more action. Sure. So I'm trying that's to like I feel like that's remove that. Plays it. That's like that's its yeah. strong point. But I mean, it's like me tying it to an original trilogy that I, I want it to be the same as. And that's not necessarily mm-hmm. fair. I think like it can be something else and still be good. So you think it'll feel more like episode one or force awakens. I feel like it's going to be probably more akin to force. Awakens. I would think so too. Like, I mean, I don't think this game is going to be a disaster by any means. Right. right, right. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people love the prequels. <laughs> Yeah. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I think it's, I think this is going to be kind of a, a Dragon Engine Inquisition type of thing. Where Go right in. <laughs> obviously, yeah. it's it's running on a new engine. It's kind of it's got familiar elements from the previous trilogy, but it's also like, hey, we're on a new console generation. You know, this is a starting out point for people. Yeah. Uh, the difference is like with Dragon Age, it kind of was like a kind of a spotty trilogy, whereas Mass Effect. Such you know, a good in spite trilogy, of its really. complaints, it, it is like a cohesive trilogy. It's a start yeah. to finish. And, yeah. Well, know. they're bringing it's like they're bringing baggage no matter what they yeah. do, right? I mean, they're kind of damned if they do. If they if they distance themselves from what worked, um, and story wise, they get away from all of that, which it seems like they're doing in yeah. terms of narrative, uh, or they stay too close to it. I mean, you're gonna piss off people. It's they're, they're, you have to build a bridge to a new generation of people. That's why way. I feel like it's on me or on us to make that distance right it's on right. me to be like i should not be expecting this to be the same as it was and mm-hmm. it was like you know playing the opening parts of the game the first thing that hit me was that it's really expositional mm-hmm. so there's like people who are like this happened and this happened and this happened and then a news report tells you that the same thing happened and i was like oh no please don't like feed me the story this hot i want to figure it out slowly by myself right. but then that's just because i had that expectation that it would be like mass effect one which i love and it doesn't have to be that it can mm-hmm. be still have that mass effect flavor which it totally does i think the alien races are really interesting i think the worlds are absolutely beautiful, and I want to explore them more than I wanted to explore any of the worlds in uh, Mass Effect 1, for example. I mean, calling them worlds is very, you know. Uh, the rocks, the yeah. variety of different yeah. colored rocks. Yeah, there's an orange, there's a beige, a yeah. brown. Yeah, I think going Entire in. Entire spectrum of hallways. Going in with sort of expectations is very important for stuff like this, you know, because the franchises like this are going to keep going for a very long time, especially yeah. ones owned by EA yep. and or companies like them. And if you go in with the expectation that this might be a you know continuation of the lineage of what you played before like maybe curb curb that exactly it's a totally different team but also this has been a year of beloved franchises completely destroying the mold and delivering us new exciting things with resident evil and zelda yeah that's true we've we've had that already which i think is really cool and then also these new ip which have been incredible like horizon and neo and and you know, mm-hmm. even Yakuza going back. To the, well, it's to interesting because I feel like there was a point where Japanese publishers and developers were putting out stuff in these in these big, like, you know, beloved franchises mm-hmm. that was playing it way too safe or trying to cater to a, something a demographic wanted that wasn't really, nobody really wanted it. But between, like, uh, between, you know, Yakuza and Zelda and Final Fantasy and Metal Gear Solid Five, here Resident are these Evil. things that, yeah, yeah Resident Evil, yeah, yeah, all these things that have, like, an existing, you know, Neo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, Neo's brand new out of the yeah, game, yeah. you know. Yeah. But, like, things that are just very, like, it's a familiar concept, but, Kind of throwing the entire, like, you know, like, screw the drawing board, like, knock it over, get new drawing board, start fresh. That's a really Uh, good point, and it's definitely, I don't, of what I played in Mass Effect, it's definitely not stale, and that's absolutely to its credit. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I'd love to see, I'd love to see EA uh, or Activision try things that are a little bit riskier, which they're not known to do, you know, they're iterative. I think, uh, in terms of the big franchises, I think Battlefield 1 
was close to that. Yeah, totally. Was, was risky. Well, even just going back to the to the drawing board in terms of one of the two great wars, and then even just presenting the story as a series of vignettes and sort of totally a, a, you know throwing away the the future weapons which every game has done for the last decade. Yeah, like hey, we're going to go back to basics. Yeah, yeah. you got it's, live pigeons. Yeah. It's very odd to look at this year and be like, my two f- or some some of my favorite games this year were made in Japan and Amsterdam. Yeah, like yeah. those. Those are the ones. Yeah. Like, all right. Yeah. yeah. I also started. I played the first hour. Uh, I want to play a lot more of uh, Near Automata. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Which is that game is insane. I, that game opens with it's a shmup. The first level is a vertical scrolling shmup. Really? Yes. It's, it's a really hell. Cool. And I'm like, this is what, this, what? what's happening here? Yeah, that's that's really kinda, cool. And then it turns into a platform. I'm yeah. like, where did this come from? And then it's just a uh, like a bayonetta style action. You game play Nia? Have I played Near yeah. the first one? Yeah. Uh, I played a little bit of it. I barely remember it. Also a super weird game. Yeah. But a very I mean, good game. Yeah, that's that creator who always wears that weird head. That's not yes. his head. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. paper mache head. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want to check that game out. Yeah. Moon Man, they call yeah, him. Yeah, call him all Don't call him that. Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, PS Now is a thing we talk about once every year and a half, pretty much. Uh, that's their streaming service. Uh, Sony is bringing PlayStation 4 games to PC using PS Now, which is kind of a huge odd sort of move but makes yeah. a ton of sense that uh is obviously in you know responding to microsoft having everything available on windows and xbox one yep. mm-hmm. uh and to we... uh xbox game pass yeah 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 which that's an interesting thing is because yeah ps now as of right now hasn't you know they've they've pretty much been like here's a bunch of ps3 games you could do yep. but they haven't really looked that far backwards or forwards yeah so it's interesting if people are going to be able to maybe pick up a ps4 or have a pc and be like hey i want to I want to jump into this library and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you can play The Order and Infamous and, you know, and Bloodborne and sort of catch up on some of those like good and interesting games from the first couple of years of the PS4 Mm -hmm. until dawn. Like things that sort of get forgotten about now that we have Horizon and Uncharted and looking forward to. I think at the very least, too, if there's a bunch of these games you've been wanting to play for a long time, you don't want to drop a couple hundred bucks on a on a PS4 and even a TV. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Spending twenty dollars in a month and flying through, you know. Uncharted 4 and uh, The Order and mm-hmm. uh, even getting a third of the way through Bloodborne before you rage quit. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the latency probably isn't the best for that game. Yeah, yeah. so that's my thing. Like, um, I, I experience like minor technical hiccups when it comes to streaming stuff for through PS Now, and that was like PS3 games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope this is up to snuff. This is kind of like building on the vision that they promised years and years ago when they started saying, like, this is the future of video games. Like, I mean, there were hints years ago from top Sony people saying, uh, we don't even know, like, if the PlayStation 5 will be a video game console. Like, it might not even be an actual box that yeah. you that you have. It might it's going to be, be like a Sega TV. Yeah. 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 It might be there's there's one console and it's in Japan <laughs> and everything <laughs> gets beamed to us here. Um, what's it's interesting cool. here is that uh, in spite of this being totally cloud-based, uh, Sony is dropping hardware support on PS3, Vita, and TV. So this is only on PS4 and PS4. See. which maybe that's going to help performance issues because instead of being like well we need this to be able to run across everything right. including literally a television and a ps3 and a vita which are obviously way underpowered mm-hmm. just being like hey if your pc is up to snuff and if you have a ps4 uh we're gonna we're gonna you know make sure it runs good on that yeah it's also yeah. still not available in australia and a bunch of different parts of europe so uh there's obviously some gaps they need to fill but the thing i'm wondering is if do they 
just launch this for PS4 and then we have all of the games at once? Surely not. So right? no, that's that's the thing. Like they they sort of piecemeal it out in the same way, like you know, Netflix has movies or Nintendo does its virtual console stuff. They they go they keep you little by little because they want you yeah. to keep resubscribing every yeah. single month. Um, and that was always my biggest problem with the service was like I'd be like I want to play like this series of games and there would only be the first and the third one on there or there'd be just a handful like you'd go to Capcom's category and there'd be like a couple of Mega Man games but not all the PlayStation Mega Man games um a couple Resident Evils here and there uh so it's very odd and it's also like these are sort of at odds with the fact that you could play a game like Uncharted 1 2 and 3 through this service mm-hmm. um, or Uncharted or Resident Evil 4 or you could play like the HD remasters of these games that were also available elsewhere mm-hmm. and you're like yeah like I'm playing these games but I'm it's also like watching a movie on VHS at this point when yeah. there's like there's like Blu-rays out there mm-hmm. you know and 4K transfers and stuff yeah. like that yeah and we had uh, we had Phil Spencer on Unlocked the other week and he was talking about how for Game Pass like it is like third party games are more complicated because it's a licensing issue right like that's not a, like for first party games you can put up whatever you want you, yep. they belong to you but for like putting up Ubisoft's lineup or putting up you know Phantom Pain it's like well you have to have those discussions like well this wasn't in our initial agreement so what does Konami get out of this what does Capcom get totally, out of this totally totally and I think that like that's it's a it's a space everybody wants to exist in and play in now mm-hmm. right like everybody has their own streaming service and their own app and they realize that they can't do it on their own like you have to play together with friends for that you have to call up other companies you have to make licensing deals you have to pay for those deals and then watch them disappear when uh, they don't turn out to be good and sony specifically has been trying to tie their hardware to their streaming services for a very long time now and they always at least to me have had a massive sort of communication problem between yeah. the way all of their hardware interacts. We just saw that with the 4K TVs and, and PSVR. Mm-hmm. Um, between the Vita and the PS4, like it's just close enough to work. Yeah. With the Vita and the Xperia Play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In this case, it's not even in hardware. It's communication between PS Now and PlayStation Plus. Yeah. Like where does yeah. that interact? Do you yeah. get like a discount on it or yeah. – I don't I mean, know. We even had those PlayStation TVs a couple years ago that had like a, I believe they had like a disc drive on the side of them. It was Gold, basically Goldfarb has one in, yeah. Yeah. in his room. Yeah. It's, it's odd. It's a TV. It's a, t- a TV that looks kind of like a giant PSP Go screen. Oh, sorry. Oh, I thought you meant ones? literally a PS TV. No, no, no. These oh, are sorry, no, no. like the actual yeah. PlayStation television. That was the one that yes. had the two-player so this, two this, player this, Yeah. This illustrates how confusing this <laughs> is, right? They were just incredibly expensive. So I think that like we're watching we're watching this come together very slowly, and one day we'll get to a point where we can just like – you can just turn on your Samsung TV and start renting PS4 games. You won't even need a console. Yeah. But we're not there yet. I mean they've, they've nailed some aspects of it with cross-buying cross-sales. Yes, especially absolutely. Indie games, like being able to get like Rogue Legacy or, or Journey or Flower or Flow or whatever and have like, okay, this is available everywhere. Like is your P- you have the PS3 copy, the PS4 copy, the Vita copy. You can start, stop, continue wherever you want, uh, which that has been really good. But aside from that, like every step after that has sort of been a minor hiccup, which is what like Nintendo leaned fully into with the Switch, which we talked about last week, like mm-hmm. how the Switch compares to um, like what what a Vita, mm-hmm. if there is a Vita successor, which I said I don't think there will be, what it right. can learn from the successes and failures of the Switch. Well, yeah, exactly. And I think that's like really interesting because we've said on the show dozens of times, like people don't really want to play full-fledged console games on the go. I played Zelda and so much on the flight. Here we are. I so yeah. 70 hours. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just a matter of figuring out the the way those things communicate. I, that's why, I mean, I got really excited for the Nintendo Switch on behalf of the Vita too, because I think that like this is a resurrection for handheld gaming and I hope Sony sees it. I hope the Switch sells amazingly well. Then we'll get another Vita. And we'll get another Vita. Yeah. Like that's great news. Yeah. You know, handheld gaming rules. Yeah. yeah. Like I want to be able to play a 
a console quality game on an airplane. That's yeah. that's cool. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. It's nuts. Uh, anyway, we mentioned PlayStation Plus. Uh, that brings us to the Play Collective 2017 announced, which mm-hmm. is of course the fun lineup of uh, great new indie games. When they, I love when they do this. When they just take a bunch of like it's like a it's like a supply drop. They're just like, hey, it's a bunch of games, one every week. Yeah. Um, and PlayStation Plus people get twenty for twenty percent off. Uh, everything mm-hmm. is coming out March twenty first. That's the name of the game. That's very confusing. Which is yeah. that's a terrible. Yeah, it's uh, Double Fine is, is producing the game, and it's uh, I use I hate I was telling Dan earlier. I never say this, but I use the word game very loosely. Uh, it is sort of this. Are you telling me that everything is not a game? It is sort of a, oh, no, an experience. I, everything is an experience. Uh, mm. It's a sort of sandbox toy box where you can. Uh, dive down into the molecular level of anything in the world. And so you're a bunch of like amoeba and, and protons and neutrons. I have no idea what goes on in the body. Amoeba are coming and to then PlayStation. You can, like, you, can oh, like, you can like fuss around in there and then you can zoom out and then all of a sudden you are the you are a, a, a little like uh, wisp going through the grass and then you zoom out and you are a bunch of uh, like dogs that are like rolling and they're very cute. <laughs> they're in a pack and then you can huh. zoom out and you become the trees that the dog piss on and then you zoom out and you are the oceans that are surrounding the trees. Basically, you I've zoom seen out YouTube and you are the planets. Like yeah. Okay. So it's and like if Katamari got high. It's like if, yeah, Katamari got higher. Katamari wasn't high. <laughs> yeah, no, Katamari's just weird, man. Katamari's straight, straight, Katamari straight edge. <laughs> No way. I could say I could say for a fat catamaran's not straight. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that, That's but fine. anyway. Um, then of course there's Rain World. Is that the one with the cat slugs? Or am I dreaming that? I think it's Rain be, World. I think you might be dreaming that. It's a very stylish uh, 2D puzzle platformer that is sort of like it looks like sword and sorcery-ish, like pixely but elongated artsy pixely. Okay, I don't know what the hell I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that might be just one of the cat slugs. That's March 28th. That's uh, 20 bucks. Parappa the Rapper remastered. Yes, April 4th. You know what that is? Yeah. Did you get a chance to... Have you played this yet? Yeah, there was a demo uh, out. Yeah. We played it yeah. on, 4K, on 4K TVs at PSX. Uh, PSX, and it's it's so stupidly, obnoxiously gorgeous for something that's just yeah. like... It sucks. Paper dog. Those HD yeah. drawings. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of amazing. Like It looks really good for something I mean, that's so whimsical and yeah. simplistic. <laughs> Cell shading age as well. That's yeah. just kind of a fact. Yeah. Uh, I, so that's the thing, though, is they didn't really do much to the guts of the game. It's still Parappa the Rapper, which was, like, effectively the first rhythm game to come out yeah. stateside. Yeah. Uh, I think I was talking about that with Zach, how we're a little bit worried because everyone views this game so highly through a nostalgic lens. Because it was awesome. It was awesome yeah. to play this on a PS1 when we were kids. But um, the rhythm genre has grown and matured so oh, much yeah. in the last 20 years. It also, like, spun back around and died. It died, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Um, it's had an entire life cycle. Since yeah, and it's was tough. Born. Like this game seems like tailor made for touch. Ooh, yeah, yeah. That's like tap on your fun. phone or on a pad. Uh, yeah, I, I know someone in the office. I think it was Jose who played it. Said that uh, it was actually pretty hard to get everything timed correctly mm-hmm. because yeah. it's not quite as on point as it is now. Yeah. And we've grown accustomed to right. rhythm games being so precise. Yeah, yeah. Like things like sound shapes. Whereas yeah. uh, this in comparison is supposed to be really hard to play, but yeah. I didn't play it when it first came out. I've never played yeah, it. So I, well, I feel like I'm a really good test for that, right? Sure. Because I try Does it. this hold up? Yeah. yeah. You have zero nostalgia. I think, you were, yeah. I think you were five when it first came out. Yeah. What year did it come out? 96, uh, yeah. 96. Like that, yeah. It was three. Okay. Wow. Yeah. You weren't playing games uh, with rapping dogs who had to pee and get their yeah. license and... No, I mean it's it's a girl. Yeah, it's a weird it's a weird game. Weird game. I mean, I uh, I love the personality I've seen of it. Yeah, like it's it's the kind of game where you can probably get more out of it if you just watch a let's play where somebody's yeah. getting it where everyone's yeah. where someone's uh, rapping good the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is like modern. I feel like modern rhythm games they have like almost like a sliding scale of like you know how well you're doing. Whereas mm-hmm. this one is like you you rapping great good 
awful bad or whatever. Or that's whack, how that's you know? how it is in the rap community. It is. Yeah. They're yeah. very strict. It very turns strict. out. It turns out. Uh, Tupac Shakur told Biggie that he was rapping uh, less than good. Yes. And that caused bullets to fly and shit. Yep. That night. makes yeah. sense. I don't know. This is, I'm glad Prop is out of jail. This is yeah. a tough one though because I dropped twenty. <laughs> I would uh, just as soon uh, just buy this like a nice collector's edition like vinyl record for this than the actual game because like I love the game but you know again it's like it's not really fun to play it's just a fun concept. Yeah, but there's a Rasta frog. He yeah, I could also just record. watch uh, the movie Eight Mile, which is pretty much the same thing, honestly. Except he's not a dog; he's a rabbit. Uh, Cosmic Star Heroin is coming April 11th. Speaking of drugs, what is that? <laughs> heroin with an E. Heroin. Oh. oh. Ah, um, heroin. Disgusting. It is a. Uh, it is an old school sort of 1632 uh, bit JRPG. Well, it's not J, but it is modeled after the JRPGs. It's okay. an IRPG, an indie RPG, ah. an Indian RPG from. The country of India. You really? sure? Are you sure? No, it's not. You made that oh. up. I, so you, you I was were, really intrigued. Yeah. You lied, and then you corrected yourself, and then you lied harder. Yes. Yeah. Good. Great job, that's Marty. What, that's what 2017 Mario's all about. New uh, lies and better lies. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, My breath. <laughs> yeah. Full Throttle Remastered. Yes. Yeah. That is awesome. That is awesome. Um, Have you played the original? Uh, bits and pieces of it. That's mm-hmm. one of those games that I've, like, I've, uh, I think I got stuck on some puzzle or something, or just, or it was like a... Pirated copy, and then I got a new computer. One of those things. The bikers, just not didn't... pirates. I think you're thinking of a different game. Yeah, Monkey Island. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but no, like I, you know, I'm I'm stoked to jump back onto this. Uh, do we know if this is coming to Vita perchance, or uh, I think this was the game where they said that there's one of these games has a Vita version in the works, but it's been it's sort of mm. MIA, which is a little worrisome. Uh, and yeah. Fandango didn't come to Vita. It did. It did. Yeah, looks right. great. Remaster was what yeah. two years ago now. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was yeah. Uh, are these coming to, to iOS at all? I know Broken Age did, but uh, Broken Age did, and Grim Fandango did. Grim okay. Fandango did late last year. Yeah, so yeah, they probably will, but not at the same time. Yeah, do I they mean, actually have touch controls? Because that, like, I feel like point and click, like like tapping a screen, is about as streamlined as you can make. Oh, yeah, dude, playing Broken Age on iOS was great. It was just like go there now, yeah. watch this, interact okay. like this. Yeah, yeah, Grim Fandango is exactly the same. Okay. Yeah, in Full Throttle, that was their last. Uh, obviously, this is uh, Tim Schafer back when he was at LucasArts. This was his last uh, 2D adventure game before he jumped into uh, Grim Fandango. Obviously, as his swan song at the company. Nice. Uh, I know this is uh, Ryan McCaffrey's favorite. Um, and then. Finally, uh, What Remains of Edith Finch is April 25th, so we don't have to wait too long to yes. play that. So uh, that's awesome. So that's like, yeah. That's very good. This is like this sort of like carrying the spirit of how Xbox used to do the summer of arcade. Yeah. Uh, I was going like to say. Yeah. Stuff like Braid totally and Limbo and Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet and Bastion. God. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that was a that was a good couple of years. Winter yeah. of Arcade. Winter of Arcade. It was called Australia. the Winter of Arcade in Australia. No, it came out. Yeah, because it was really? winter there. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we brought up Summer Arcade, and she was like, was like "We didn't I, have that." I was like, "I played all those games. Why don't I remember the name Summer of Arcade?" And I was like, "Oh, it's because it was Winter of Arcade." Amazing. Yeah, what a weird planet. Yeah, atmosphere. How do they work? A little bit. Because it shifts this way a little bit. Um, but for other stuff out today, I just wanted to make sure that covered that uh there are a bunch of new vita games that literally came out today get out of here 14th of march uh blue collar astronaut is a very odd looking game that is like space parking you do a lot of parking in space but it's also like you have to like make enough money to pay off student loans oh they don't want to play that at all it seems very silly um serum 2 is old school monster catching uh rpg and then dying reborn that's a very Uh, bad name i don't like that name it oh, we a watched name. a trailer for that. Yeah, I actually am intrigued by it. So that's isn't that also coming to VR? I think. Yeah, I think I it so. is, yes. and I feel like it's one of those things that probably that's its strong its strong point. Yeah, but they so it's just... it's a horror escape room. Uh, sounds kind of cool. Which yeah, like sounds awesome to me because Resident Evil Seven recently did that with DLC. And yeah, really cool. Mm-hmm. The bad guys a fish. I don't know, but that's what really sold me on it. Uh, the picture of the fish. Yes. 
That's a weird marketing doesn't even work anymore. It's just broken. You millennials are too hard to target. You put a fish up there for the horror game. and Well, it died and now it's been reborn. Oh, wait, wait, wait. This is a Vita and a VR game? Yes. Yeah, it doesn't I feel look like great. This is either the most impressive Vita game ever, or the VR version is going to make you vomit. Well, <laughs> well, it's got a fish on the cover, so you why know, not it, both? Yeah. Ooh, little columnase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what you said, but let's move on. Days? No, little I don't know what he's saying. Little of the hollandaise. Yeah, 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 I don't know what he's like saying. The over egg here. cream. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's not an egg cream. Talk about what's made of hollandaise. We're talking about cream sauces. I'm getting nauseous talking about these things. Is this? Yeah. But you put it on eggs. Yeah, hollandaise. Oh yeah. So you put egg sauce on eggs. Yes. Yeah. That feels gross. I'd be putting like a fried egg on a fried chicken. It's like a mustard yolk. What? Yeah, yeah I, I would do is. that. No, that's gross. Not that's like I don't like the idea of eating different uh, forms of the same thing. You're crazy. I take every animal, put them together in the same plate. All right, Noah. Well, I eat, I eat eggs with chicken all the time. Oh, that's gross. I don't like Every that. Every day. That's weird. I actually had that for lunch today. I'm, t- I'm with you on that. Like, I feel bad doing it, but it's also like this is like a it. healthy combo. You know, yeah, that's like a eating a, ch- a child and its parent. It, no, because okay. eating eating either of those things on its own is bad. So doing it together is, is also still a crime, but one of those things is bad. Whereas a chicken and egg is that both those things are good. You have them together, it's still good. There's no crime. What if a chicken eats an egg? Get stop it. That's that would be bad. Yeah. What if like a chicken? Stop eats it. With, I don't think it could do that. I think a chicken could eat. Like you have you to like a trick chicken, it. You'd have to like draw eggs? draw a picture of a worm on the egg. Mm-hmm. You ever had halloumi? What? Yeah. Okay. What's halloumi? That's another thing Illuminati? that like is really common in Australia. That's not like Loom. hollandaise. Halloumi is like just an excellent cheese. Yeah, it's really Ooh, good cheese. Oh, Big interesting. Yeah. Well, anyway, we derailed the PlayStation conversation. Sorry about the lack of structure. Anyway, uh, big Sony anniversaries. Uh, two games are celebrating big birthdays. Uh, God of War two hitting those double digits. Kratos is turning the big one zero. Ten years old. And uh, God of War. Uh, uh, yeah. And then uh, Journey is turning five. So, uh, yeah, those are the, like the same game. Let's recognize the yeah, arbitrary years. I, mean, I feel like years. Journey was a spiritual successor to God of War. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. S- similar combat. Yeah. Uh, but let's just, okay, so God of War 2, 10 years ago, <laughs> 10 years ago, that was like one of, alongside uh, Okami and Kingdom Hearts 2, was a swan song for the oh, PS2. So, again, in, uh, so I guess that would have been what, March 2007. Where mm-hmm. were you guys? Uh... I think I was running my own website about video games. Mm-hmm. I think that was really funny that those games were swan songs to the to the PS2. Yeah. Because at that point, it was just kind of like, oh, you want you want a little more? Yeah. There's 4,000 games out for the system. You want a couple more? Sure. Yeah. There's God of War and Okami. Well, it was also... It was yeah, also, we could do Zelda. I mean, it was also sure. like, hey, so remember yeah. uh, last fall, you spent $500 on a launch PS4 or PS3 and you have nothing to play? Yeah. Oh, well, here's the three amazing games for that old console. Yeah, it was yeah. insane. That, that felt really weird to like go from that to, to a game like Okami and yeah. God of War, yeah. Um, if you want to see how much IGN's changed, go check out the video uh, Fran's Closet. Look that up. Oh, that's so um, yeah. It's very weird. weird. That was our God of War exclusive, God of War 2 exclusive preview. That was a God of War 2 no preview, and it's the most, it's got like a man's ass. Uh, it's very weird. It's a very strange video. Man's ass, yeah. Uh, it's like a strange sort of erotic game show set in Fran's Closet. It's I don't know. It's so strange. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, things change. Well, uh, where, where were you 10 years ago, Max? Uh, I don't know. I was going to community college. Was it beginning in two thousand seven? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I was like, I was like a school newspaper cartoonist and screwing around. I think I was actually, I, I, I think my 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 best friend actually was playing God of War two, but it was weird because he just arbitrarily bought a PlayStation two. Like, I think it was like someone was getting rid of it, and he just I go over to his house one day, and he's like, he didn't typically play a lot of games, but just one day he's just got like a stack of them in a PS two, and I was like, 
All right, where'd that come from? You just you're, all right, fine. I think a lot of people that didn't really yeah. play games really jumped onto that one because it was like I don't know. We were hearing a lot. I think the trailers were awesome. And we were hearing a lot about how cinematic it was. Mm-hmm. And people, yeah. but it's only a game you walk by and you're like, holy crap! Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah totally. You want to see what that is? Yeah, it was it was my end of my junior year of college, so I remember playing the hell out of that. I was 13 and didn't have access to a console at the time. I like I played God of War two, but I definitely didn't play it when it came out. Is there an ESRB in Australia? Like uh, yeah. IGA team? It's actually just uh, one woman and she's got an umbrella and she goes around and just flaps it open at violent games and scares them off the shores. <laughs> that's like, just like a flock of seagulls. And she did that to the animals? <laughs> uh, yeah, we do have a rating system. Um, okay. I don't remember what it is actually. You ever, like, have, you ever, have, you ever, have you ever seen a picture of it? Have you ever seen that, that lineup of the Australian ratings board? Yeah, of course. Where it's like. It's on every game I've ever bought. <laughs> no, no, but I mean like the people in it. Oh. Like the people in it, because it is it is eight of like the most angry looking old women and this one like weird like assistant librarian looking dude. Well, they actually the people who rate games in Australia are actually gamers. Um, really? So that may, might be the board that made. I think it's the like those casuals like the, over yeah. at the. Yeah. They might be the people who wrote it. Get dunked on <laughs> yeah. mobile gamers. Well, they they take applications for it, so you have to like say that you've played games and that you like games to be able to be part of our rating system. These people look like they're very tired of games, and that's why they didn't allow that Mark Echo also, graffiti game to get released over there. Also, it All sounds like you have to you have to like submit an application to be a snitch. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I love Good games so much. I want to stop them from coming here. <laughs> yep, those veins are too big in that Saints Row bat. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm so fascinated by the different rating systems in 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 each country because I think it's like first of all, here in America we have the ES, ESRB, which is different than the MPAA, which yeah. rates movies. And the average parent comes into a store and they're just like, M. Mm, <laughs> mm, for my child's gonna play this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they just walk out with a, a game, yeah. violent ass game for the I want. I just. I want to meet that Peggy man who says that. Peggy, like, yeah. Peggy You know what's the same as the Resident Evil voice guy? Peggy. That's not true. Peggy. <laughs> evil. Uh, yeah, and the journey oh, yeah. was five yeah. years ago. That feels like yesterday. That's yeah. crazy because I was here at IGN debating uh, with people why that or Telltale's The Walking Dead season one should be our game of the year. Yeah. And Journey ended up winning. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I would have been happy with either of those things, but uh, I think it's like. That's so nuts to think that was five years ago. Yeah. And we were, that was the year we held Judgment Day in the office where we had all the developers in at the end of the year. And we had, it was Hotline Miami, FTL, Guild Wars 2, those two, Halo 4, uh, Borderlands 2. That's yeah. nuts. And I cannot believe that was five years yeah. ago. Yeah, exactly. ME3. Yeah, Mass Effect 3. That was the uh, voice of uh, our Lord and Savior, Sean Finnegan. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Crazy to think about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also that game like holds up. It will probably hold up forever. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Like it's that on. game never needs to look better. Yeah, no, that's. Um, I was thinking about this playing Zelda. I know this is a PlayStation podcast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Fine. Everyone's playing this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, podcast like, beyond Facebook group right now. Everyone like, is talking about playing Zelda. games. It's a big game. This is your fault. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean the fact that that's uh, proof that you don't like graphics aren't everything. Art direction is about the same level like it's really up there the fact that you can upscale certain games like uh you know jet set radio or or wind waker and they just that's partially cell shading that's also the kind of technology behind it or or pretty much everything in boost mode on ps4 now yeah Yeah. really cool or just you know 16-bit stuff it's just the fact that certain things just scale better whereas other things where they're just like if they're just assy textures trying way too hard to look, you know, realistic in the, the time. Totally being, the thing. Things yeah. that try to look realistic age much, much faster. And it's like know, almost taking a risk because like, people can't. I think one of the one of the games of this generation that's gonna age the best is gonna be Persona Five. 
Yeah. So I look yeah. at that game and so like watching Andrew play 20 yep. hours of it. And I'm like, oh, this game will never not look incredible. Well, we've been hearing all these debates in the office, on the Internet, everywhere. We've done it on the show about, you know, Zelda versus Horizon. I, I think if you have the opportunity to play both, you absolutely should. But I'm more interested in what these games will look like five to seven years from now. Like what mm-hmm. will what, when we look at Horizon five years from now, right now it's one of the most beautiful, probably the most beautiful video game mm-hmm. I've ever played, hands down. Um, but in terms of Zelda is incredibly beautiful in its own way just from an art direction perspective. I mean those like 4K sunsets in Horizon are amazing. Same applies but, to Uncharted 4, right? Like, yeah. I yeah. remember so many times while I was playing through that that I would just stop and stare at things. Like yeah. in five years, will I still do the same thing? I don't know. Yeah, it's no it's, it's really interesting as an art form. Uh, and we're, We've only really seen it in the last 20, 30 years in cinema when it comes to special effects and CG um, where you can look at stuff like Jurassic Park and be like that's that aged well but everything before that was sort of like animatronics I mean Star Wars has CG but like not really it's like it was like dudes drawing lasers on plates and stuff like that I mean that was like the I think there's there was one dude who did CG in, in Star Wars and it was for like a countdown timer in the corner yeah. of one computer screen. Yeah, uh, really? but it's yeah no it's crazy that whereas like, like the prequels are so entirely good. CG. Yeah. You know, I mean stuff that we think of as being early CG is just not the case. I think w- what's going to be really interesting is to see what mechanics age well and what don't. Yeah, uh, I mean the fact that you like. Like playing original Assassin's Creed games now is supposed to be super, super hard, which you wouldn't have even guessed, but it's just because of how much the climbing is. Going back, I I reviewed the Ezio collection and going back to AC2, which I loved. Like, I love the Ezio, those three games. And go back to AC2, I'm like, oh, man, say what you will about Assassin's Creed Unity and Syndicate. Mm -hmm. Like, they feel so much better to play. Like, they have, like, they have absolutely refined how it feels to control that game. Yeah, and also just like weird little mission things, like oh, the man saw you, you lose, yeah, you failed. Yeah, like, whereas now fun. it's sort of like, well, the man saw you, so now you have to adapt. Yeah, you, you know? got to kill him with a knife. Yeah, yeah. that's what happens if if a man Stitch. sees you do that. Uh, but no, I mean, like thinking back to like early uh, early first person shooters, like playing Goldeneye, like going back to that is just like. What am I doing? Yeah, I mean, my even, hands don't work. Yeah, it's even stuff like Metroid Prime just yeah. feels, feels strange. Even yeah. like Bioshock felt a little oh, slow God, and yeah. cumbersome in many ways. And, yeah. and that game's 10 years old now. So. Yeah, like the zooming in by clicking the stick in. You're like, who did that? Why yeah. would you? And that's like, you know, that's in Halo 2, right? Like, it's just. Well, like there are so many things that are like mainstays for us now that even when they switch where the run button should be uh, or the jump button in Zelda is in a different spot, yeah. like it throws you off. Like I've been, I I went from you have to jump in Zelda. Yes, it's weird, right? Like <laughs> yeah. that's odd. Like I'm even going uh, from playing my Switch to going to playing my PS4 and then backing out of menus or entering menus yeah. the wrong way. Oh like, God, yeah. Like, there's no universal language across yeah. all those things. I am like, hopping between because I'm still not finished with Horizon and then I'm, I'm, I'm like knee deep in Zelda and so I'm hopping between the two and I'm like oh no this is awful why Those am I doing X this buttons in three different so places different. yeah, yeah. Um, that was like yeah one fall I had to cover I think it was back when I was still writing guides it was uh, Assassin's Creed Revelations uh, Arkham City and Dark Souls 1 at the same right. time and so it was these three third person violence games that sounds terrible mm-hmm. and each one had entirely I'm like what's the one I can jump in I was like yeah. not Dark Souls not Assassin's okay Batman's the one where I can yep. jump yeah. yeah I mean just to sort of like end that the uh Speaking of like really beautiful games, obviously Horizon is one of the most beautiful. A quick shout out to the Podcast Beyond Facebook group because they've been putting like just it's it's like that group has doubled aside from being a place where people can discuss Zelda now because that's what <laughs> happens. It's doubled as this incredible art gallery yeah. for Horizon Zero oh, the Dawn. The photo yeah. mode is great. Yeah. Where specifically like I killed hundreds of animals in that game. We'll talk about that in a second. But uh, there are uh, people taking like 
nature photography shots in that game that's yeah. just like this really zoomed in photo of a fox or a rabbit oh yeah and like i had no idea they looked that good but they get the camera like right underneath like this smiling rabbit's little nose <laughs> yeah it was and also, there's a sunset behind it and i'm like this is incredible so keep those coming maybe that's how i need to play that game is just be like raccoon photographer in the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah there's yeah. raccoons and there's photography so snap. there was so also a, an update for no man's sky recently and i've yeah. seen uh the sean murray's twitter account just been tweeting out beautiful photos mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's a gorgeous game yeah it always is. was yeah no, but yeah, i think despite that, everything uh like one thing i'd love to see more standard uh in the same way that we see like oh it's the you know quick time event or it's mantling or open world or whatever like whatever mechanic it is like camera mode is awesome and i wish so much that zelda had like a like a, a camera mode that's just like all right the game's off now just screw around zoom in mm-hmm. you know, adjust yeah. the depth of field stuff like that yeah I, th- uh, I think stuff like that should be sort of mandatory at yeah this point. it seems yeah. like yeah. sony's pushing it really hard for yeah. the first person stuff so that's that's cool well they've got that gorgeous uh, like new hardware they're trying to they're trying yeah. to show off and yeah. you know it's, I mean, it's it was, also it's kind of like wonderfully just like sinister too because they're like ah the fans will do the marketing for us well, I'm like, we don't need to issue screenshots. Yeah. We'll let them do it. We're I think I mentioned that. I think I mentioned that on the show where I was uh, interviewing the like the head guys uh, at Gorilla about Horizon, and they were saying like, "Yeah, we spent a long time like getting the perfect screenshots for Horizon, and then like we put the game out, and within like 24 hours, it was like, oh man, that guy got way better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like let's yeah. hire him. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's so cool." I would like totally go to an art gallery full of just gorgeous photo mode shots from That'd PS4 awesome. Pro games. That's been I one of the cool, racing games. That's been one of the coolest things this generation. Yes, yeah, yeah. stuff in like Forza Horizons or oh, Infamous yeah. or you know Last of Us Remastered, uh, Uncharted Four. I love Horizons because it lets you pop the character in and out, yeah. change the time of day. Yeah. Um, you can skew the camera like uh, in a weird like angle. To yeah, you can always add, filters. Yeah, add filters. And that's yeah. all like in game too. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. imagine if somebody just starts screwing around in like Photoshop or Lightroom after the fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that would be nuts. God, there used to be that. I don't even want to talk about because I don't have the the exact details. But there used to be this. He would play PC games, but he was pretty much a video game photographer. Oh yeah, he would yeah. go inside the engine of games, and it would be, and he would like scale everything and like add colors. But he would make games that are like in, he would make the original Enslaved, and he would take a picture of it, and you're like, this is the greatest looking video game of all time right, because it's right. not real mm-hmm. because he mucked with everything and nothing was moving, and so everything could be put into this one screenshot. Yep, and it looked so cool. Or even games like that are like you're used to playing like very top down, very close on. They'll move the camera to a different angle, pull it like a hundred miles away, and you're mm-hmm. like. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. It's yeah. gorgeous. You know? I love that. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see like a booth at PAX or something that's like a video game be awesome. photo gallery. Why don't we do that? Awesome. Why don't we just have a, have a gallery? we're busy. Let's so no, we, used to do like this, we used to do this series at the end of every year um, that I spearheaded for a while and then I kind of passed the torch on and I think we just forgot last year um, called the most beautiful moments of the year. Mm. Yeah. And we would basically put in like you know, fake ornate frames, uh, really gorgeous shots from just very highly artistic games from throughout the year. And a lot of them were like, even it would be even stuff like you throw a call of duty level in there. Cause you'd be like, wow, this sunset in call of duty looks amazing. And then people would be like, that's call of duty. And I'm like, but it's good art. Yeah. Yeah. Like then, who cares? And then you'd have like the, one of the silhouette levels from Donkey yeah. Kong yep. returns. Yep. And, yeah. The silhouette levels were gorgeous. We like, should do that this year with all user submitted. I totally yeah. agree with That'd that. Be cool yeah. yeah. And actually yeah. create like a digital gallery. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all cool. right. So speaking of crowdsourcing things, uh, we ran out of stuff to talk about. So we went to you guys in the Podcast Beyond Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond. And we got rapid fire questions as they're called around these parts. James Dwyer says, why can nobody make a good Predator game? Concrete Jungle was by far the best. Didn't like Alien vs. Predator? Mm. The first one was game. good. The first one was good. So yeah. I actually, I, mean, I was saying yeah, to Max was, before, I like the the pre Alien vs Predator movies, Alien vs Predator games because they were just like mm-hmm. they're more based on the comics and just a lot, a lot more raw yeah. and simplistic. 
you know, and they didn't have that garish logo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so the thing with with it said Avipa. Alien versus Predator <laughs> stuff is there was a there was a sweet spot. I think it was two that was the really good one. Yeah. Uh, but then it got real bad. It's the same issue you have with with superhero groups where you're basically trying to balance different powers and different abilities. Uh, Concrete Jungle was that worked because it's it's just a predator. It's just, it's just predators on their own. Uh, I would love so much if we got a predator game that was just a just a blatant ripoff of Shadow of Mordor or like Arkham yeah. City, where you're just creeping around, oh. ripping out skulls, being a real jerk. That'd be um, awesome. I watched I watched Predator uh, this weekend for no reason, uh, beside it being Predator. Uh, that game or that movie is so full of like video game tropes and video game moments. Yeah. It is ridiculous. Yep. Uh, it's kind of nuts how like how many things borrowed from. I mean, like from you know basically like smart vision to uh, stealth, <laughs> yeah, to stealth stuff to like uh, crazy booby traps. Like I mean, it's yep. obviously things that existed, but you know, in the same way that Raiders of the Lost Ark, you can see so many uh, bits and pieces of that get used in you know platform. Yeah, or things. aliens. Yeah. yeah, I would actually um, love a like a predator hunting game um, in the either like Horizon or Tomb Raider. Engines. Yeah, I mean, Evolve yeah. was ostensibly a predator yeah. yeah but it leans so much more into the multiplayer aspect i yeah. think i just want like everyone loves predator because of the second half half of the movie when everyone's dead and arnold schwarzenegger's spoiler is trying to kill the predator um the first half is like it's fun for the camaraderie side but i think you can do that kill off all the characters and then just have this one-on-one which i think they're going to try to do with that um what is it the Friday the Thirteenth game, yeah, yeah, like that could get yeah. in that sort of like I love that. Well, that's I, another one that could also work as a, as yeah. a mortal clone. Like yeah, just having yeah. you've got this. It's, it's how do you take a really overpowered character and make them fun to play as? I think the honest answer right. to this question is that you have to have backing from the movie producer. Yeah. Like you, you basically a lot of. Uh, games that are adapted from films are bad because it's someone just using the license to make money. They need to have a partnership. You need to have two creative directors working together to make something good and that just, doesn't happen that often. They're making happened. a new Predator movie. So yeah, like yeah. there's chances of this like maybe this will become back into the you know the sort of the, the public eye and people There's also actually... a chance of them being like oh we can make extra money off the game give someone the license don't care about it. Right. Like they really need to take it seriously for it to work. It's, it's mm. strange. I mean uh, the Alien license Sega has that I guess. I don't know where Predator lives. I don't know who has that. They're both under Fox but they're no also one knows like where smaller. Predator lives. Yeah, he's he's invisible. Invisible. Yeah, Wally. <laughs> I, just, I would love it if you say Wally. Was... I did. I got excited. I said Wally. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I honestly would love it if we got like a Predator game that just had the Nemesis system, but instead of it being like Urukai and it's like, yep. like, dude, I would love it. Most Blunt's Blood Skull. Or most whatever. things should have a Predator. Yeah. The Nemesis. But I, I but I yeah. want it with like '80s dude bros. So like by the end of the game, you're fighting off against like some guy like like buff nut hug or something, mm-hmm. and he's just like, "Idol Predator, Predator," and you gotta like you know throw logs at him, kill the hillbilly. I mean, I really like the like the Jack stuff in Resident Evil Seven. The way he's stalking you, like do that, but in a jungle with a predator. Yeah, you know? yeah, totally. Or in yeah. a more contained space. But I think it might have been you, Marty, who was saying um, this. In theory, could be the year that a bunch of games get announced with the Nemesis system. Someone yeah. figured out the amount of time that it would take from that first reveal of it to get get it made. Yeah, and apparently, development this is the like year. this would be the E three possibly where we get reveals. And obviously, we just had Shadow of War, which has like Nemesis two point right. which looks nuts because you're yeah. creating like little armies. But I think mm. a cool way to do this game is to sort of like you have this person. He's in the jungle. He's trying to fight this one thing that's stalking him and killing him. But little by little, he's finding predator tech. 
uh, and sort of Metroid priming his way. Oh, I don't want to play as a man in a Predator game. What if we're the Predator? You want to be the Predator? Yeah, I want to be the Predator. Oh, man. I don't want to be like this asshole in sandals jumping around in my fish. I don't want that either. Yeah, it's so easy. I want to be scared. I want to unlock exciting new swear words by eavesdropping. Why? I always forget the name of this. There's that Sega game that was like Alien vs. Predator vs. Space Marines. Yeah, that was like, I think it was two. That was the second one. Was that the one? This came out like. 2010. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. That was like yeah. a kind of weird first person. It was like thing. an arcadey first person shooter. You could turn into an alien and run through the, the tunnels. But is that the like, one that was multiplayer only? Yeah, no, I think they no, had they some. Had, they all had little the multiplayer of Colonial Marines? It no. was multiplayer mostly, you would call it, because the single player was like just yeah. clearly multiplayer maps. Mm. But yeah, I thought that did an okay job. Well, yeah. there was a mode where you had to catch them called To Catch the Predator. <laughs> you wanted to catch a the predator. The trick is you set, up a, you set up a, a date and then you say, have a seat, and he has to sit there. Yeah. Anyway, that's a cool joke from 2006. Um, <laughs> Stephen Fontana says, what genre is lacking on PlayStation 4? Predator. Yeah, predator, <laughs> the predator genre. Uh, I what to, mode, I guess. Yeah, I mean, if we're just talking about first-party games, because if you take in third-party, you have pretty much all genres. Uh, I don't think there's a really strong, sh- pure shooting game. Like, for either first-person or... Seems like such a bizarre complaint to make. Yeah, yeah. Like, totally, but I, I just think, like... I, I mean, totally get your I think Uncharted is strong, uh, not in spite of its shooting, but not because of its shooting. Like, it's strong because of its characters and its world-building, story, environment, exploration. Mm. Uh, I don't think Killzone or The Order weren't necessarily good shooters. I mean... I feel like I'm an Order apologist. I really like that game. Yeah. I'm, like, the one of the only people who's like, I really liked Order 1996. Yeah. I think that was one of those things where they spent so long just like screwing with the well, same as Watch Dogs, right? It's like, oh, yeah. the second one's going to be really good. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I which mean, I, we, I, we had Killzone for a while. We had Resistance for a while. It's just yeah. I know, mean, PS4. We haven't had a, we haven't had a Resistance game. We haven't. I well, wish I'm fine because I'd rather have uh, you know them working on different things. I oh, totally. I'd much rather have like you know. Uh, an infamous or a Ratchet and Clank or a, a Sunset Overdrive than Resistance that I'd much rather have Horizon than Killzone. If, if sure. Gorilla made another Killzone game that wasn't a third-person open-world dinosaur robot hunting game, I'd be like, nah, you guys screwed <laughs> up. Just keep making those. I think out. we're going to be fine. I think we're going to get a lot of those games. Yeah. No, uh, I, I agree with you. I think we need more um, more couch co-op stuff. Uh, yeah. Like Overcooked is one of my favorite games. Um, Snipper Clips is another one I'm playing now. It's just an absolute blast. Mm-hmm. Um, we're the kind of thing where you can have a friend over or your wife or your couple of people at a party and just like play a video game for people that not necessarily are casuals, but that aren't like hardcore gamers that aren't like split screen multiplayer first person shooter people. Yeah. Um, more games, games where like you don't that. necessarily have to be good at them or yeah. do well. Which you they have, have fun. They have little big planet, you know, but. I, I think that you know within 30 seconds whether or not you can connect with that, and a lot of people just don't. Also, really I mean, you it. hand somebody who doesn't play a lot of games a PS4 controller, and they're immediately going to be kind of scared off by it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where, like, that's where the Switch definitely does grab more casual people because you're like, oh, that's like that thing I my brother had when I was four or whatever. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but it's also, I mean, yeah, you know, Gears and Halo. I play co-op split screen quite a bit, whereas yeah. most of the PS4 games that I played co-op, I've played in that I pass a controller. Right. Yeah. Play a single player like, game like, like Uncharted until dawn, until dawn yeah. where yeah. I will play it with someone, and we have an awesome experience because. Because obviously PlayStation has so many story-rich things, but mm. we're not often playing at the same time. I would say mm-hmm. puzzle, just because that's something that's kind of been relegated to mobile, and it's also it's not something that you know Sony would want to put money behind because it doesn't typically kind of demonstrate the power. Yeah, of, except of a the piece witness. Of I think the witness is the only example. This yeah, yeah, yeah. That they and even that, if, if you look at it, it doesn't really read like it reads like a, a exploratory. Sure, game. it's it totally not a puzzle. A, puzzle like, a lot yeah. of times, I think of puzzle as like. 
I'm going to relax after work. Yeah. yeah. Puzzle yeah. Game. I don't like, feel like witness, that way about The Witness at no, all. The Witness is yeah. anything but that. The game's yeah. so mean. Yeah. It's weird because in the 80s and 90s, it was all about uh, f- like first-party puzzle games, and I don't think really anybody's... Do- Nintendo yeah. does like, you know, Doc- Toad, Dr. Luigi's yeah. sick house. <laughs> but yeah. nobody's like... Microsoft's not really knocking out puzzle no, games, No, absolutely right? not. Yeah. Like, what did they have like at the at, on the 360? Yeah, like, yeah, that Hexic. Like, like, yeah, but where's... Yeah, uh, I mean, what is it? Luminous? You know, like, yeah. Oh man, I yeah. love that game. It's on mobile. Yeah, where exactly. Yeah. That's kind of it. It's, it sort of went disappeared to the place the, where yeah. you play games mostly without sound. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, Brian Kravitz uh, says, "Why won't the video game industry pay any goddamn respect to Batman Beyond? Rocksteady could easily make a Beyond game with a couple of changes. Plus, they keep adding him as skins to previous games like Arkham City yeah. or Injustice. But they make it the hardest skin to get. They know everybody <laughs> wants it. I need answers." Brian's note: They made a Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker game for PS One, and also Lego Batman Beyond Gotham, but that doesn't count. I like the phrase. It's the hardest skin to get those are my my notes there lego beyond uh batman beyond doesn't really count but yeah um yeah it's this sucks because it's like we look at that era we look at the batman the animated series era mostly completely untapped in the films in the uh in video games in new tv shows of any kind i mean like the fact that we're getting batman versus superman and gotham the tv show and like i I don't know maybe another arkham game down the line like i think people are totally missing the best era that has happened in our generation and that's the the beyond an animated series sure i mean i think a lot of it is the fact that beyond was so uh so closely tied to like Bruce Tim and like kids WB and it might be some weird thing like somebody signed a piece of paper somewhere that makes it so that they can't just go throwing that every which way I know they are doing new comics of Batman Beyond uh, my worst fear is that Rocksteady got the uh, the license to a Batman Beyond game and they made something that was just just garish and overly detailed and way right. too muscular and basically I mean gave it that same like just beat you over the head with how muscular everyone is uh, aesthetic that you know Arkham Knight has when it would be so much cooler to see something just beautiful and clean and cell shaded like i want to see i want to see rocksteady take the guts of their their wonderfully designed games and uh you know throw on a thing that makes it look like the animated series i would love a batman series yeah i would guess this is just a property issue it's like a don't screw with this arrow we don't want you to touch it um and that's why that aren't you that hasn't been a video game time with batman v superman or gotham or anything like that and all of the occam series is effectively a unique series i believe the last movie tie-in we got was a Dark Knight mobile, mobile game, yeah, yeah, which is like also the fact that, yeah, also the fact that Batman Beyond to a lot of people like more casual Batman fans isn't Batman. It's like this weird kind of like sidestep. Yeah, thing. yeah, it's like oh, I like Darth Vader. Well, here's Anakin Skywalker. You're like, eh, is that the same thing? Yeah. Right, well, plenty right. of people love that, but um, I think he Brian's right here in that um, that we get those skins in the Arkham games and it's just kind of like, it's such a tease. I think yeah. it's them paying respect to something yeah. that no, they course, don't want to screw up mm-hmm. like, really. And I mean, I am Batman is one of my favorite characters ever. Uh, I would love more Batman things, but I also like, don't really want them to screw that up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's also the, you get into like the accounting side of things and there's some guy in a back room who's got a, you know, a green visor on and a calculator. And he's like, we ran the numbers. Nobody wants Batman beyond. It's not what and we're like, That's hundreds not what of people do. Like. And it's like, doesn't cover it. That's not mm-hmm. what accountants look like. No one yep. talks like that. Yeah, they do. No, they're not. I've seen I know them, three, I've seen I know them, three I've accountants seen the don't talk like that. And they don't own five. You really know so three accountants? Yeah, weird. Yeah. I don't buy that at yeah. all. I do. Okay. Mom's an accountant. Well, if you did buy it, safe receipt, his Shut three friends can take a look, see if it's a write-off. Anyway, Mitchell Clay <laughs> asks, what's your hope for the almost guaranteed Horizon Zero Dawn sequel? Um, Man, I... Yeah, I, I like, we're the only one of us that's finished. I would... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flying. I would want it to exist like Far Cry, I think. How so? Uh, contained experience in a, in a similarly or a different world, but similar gameplay. Oh, oh like not necessarily Aloy. Sequel, but I can't I, comment on that because I haven't finished the story. So. Yeah, so I, 
this has nothing to do with even finishing the game or not, but I think that the way Sony positioned Aloy as their new sort of... She's their Nathan Drake. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's, she's their new Nathan Drake, um, and which they need. You know, they need more characters like that. Like, it's funny when you go to PSX and you see... You know, uh, some dude like, in a ratchet suit. There's a guy in a ratchet boy. suit and Sackboy. Um, yeah, a bunch of like 15 year old characters. But then you see Sackboy's weird friends with the dumpy asses. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh yeah, and you're like, oh, you guys ah. ran out of mascots. Yeah, I mean, they kind of have a thing like mascot. Nathan Drake is hard to mascot because he looks like a dude. You know, yeah. Whereas Aloy, I think, is based on what she wears and her hair color. Even just the design is a lot totally. more distinct. Mm-hmm. Like totally. it's easy to be like, that guy's kind of dirty. Maybe yeah. it's Nathan Drake. Like maybe it, he's just maybe, dirty. Maybe he just stopped halfway through tucking his shirt in. Yeah. Well, you can't. Nathan Drake looks like a model that had to change a tire. You know, like he's just like slightly greasy, and he's like, oh, I'm annoyed. All of this is just tire roots. But Alloy's an entire. In. Yeah, Alloy's like a whole co- like she's not only a whole costume; she's a dozen different costumes yeah. that you can mm-hmm. choose from in the game. Um, so I think I think she's going to stick around no matter what. Not not to yeah. dash your dreams there, but what I want to see is um, vehicles flying, like more stuff like that. Um, I think that there was a lot of interaction with sort of uh creatures like we didn't really get a lot of like deep sea creatures or anything like that mm-hmm. like i think just like that's expa- like, yeah. yeah expanding the water. traversal to like um you know going underwater uh not necessarily being underwater but seeing like a giant sea monster that's basically a robot um seeing like a 90 foot pterodactyl and being like i have a like a janky like wooden helicopter I made with my friends at this weird like homestead. We're gonna fly up there and fight this guy with laser yeah. beams. Like that right. stuff's awesome. I think they, they almost shot yeah. themselves in the foot by being too comprehensive with the different I environments. Mean, yeah. Like it's the fact that you this get this game you, feels like part two. Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn feels like a sequel. Because yeah. it's so polished. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which we aren't used to. Like we always it's bring up stuff like Uncharted idea. One yeah. or Assassin's Creed One where it's like, oh, this is a learning experience for the next time around. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. Oh no! You just like came out of the gates with a nine. We're not used to yeah. that. We're not used to seeing a brand new IP knock it completely out of the park. Like yeah, this. I mean this, this game got amazing reviews across the board. Yeah, yeah. the audience loves it. It's so, selling really well. It's hundred percent good. Yeah, and I want that CD Projekt Red Cyberpunk game. What's it called? Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Isn't it? Uh, has a year off right? That's it. I want that. Like, where is that? Have we heard about it? That's like five years off. It's not five years off. It's, it's going to be released. Well, they're still in, making uh, Witcher content. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, I think that, like I said, that there there aren't enough. There, there are too many ecosystems and too many different types of climate in Horizon. Right. Like I think that coastal would be really cool to be like, oh, suddenly like, hey, uh, well, if you're at a beach, like the ocean, beach yeah, like yeah, uh, that could be really cool. Just more water. But I think I, I said, I said before, I see City. some form of multiplayer. Like yeah. I think for the four of us being able to like go into like a hunting ground, yeah, and like have to simultaneously like take like Monster Hunter, yeah, like, simultaneously take down a beast where it's like you're gonna handle like pegging it to the ground, you're gonna handle creating a perimeter, and then mm. we're gonna go in and attack it. Yeah, you know? or just even if they assigned AI to that, yeah. you know, having like you know here's squad. your here's your yeah. Final Fantasy squad. Yeah, I want more schools. combat techniques. I want the thing from like better uh, melee combat. I would like oh, yeah, like more like interesting like combos and things and different weapons. Yeah, it was really mostly just mashing on that button mm-hmm. up there. Um, I want a thing where you can project yourself as a hologram and a dinosaur thinks it's you and it goes to chase it. That's a very specific want. I really yeah. like it, though. No, seriously. Like, I, I don't know. I played a ton of that game. More I can, abilities, basically. Yeah, yeah, more abilities. Yeah, More stuff like that. Skills. Uh, Nick Ramratton, Ramratton, asks Solana, did you ever go to those touristy wildlife tours in Australia, saw a documentary, and I'm fascinated by the platypus and those little mice teddy bears thingies? I don't what? know. I didn't pick. Well, so my question. answer is no. Uh, there's this weird thing where when you live in a country, you take that country for granted. So uh, there's so many places that I wish I had a visited in Australia that I was always like, oh, I'll get there eventually, like Tasmania and Perth, that I just never went to because yeah, I Tasmania is a part of Australia. Are you serious? No, I thought it was its own country. Uh, it's Tanzania. No, it's actually part no. of the Looney Tunes universe. It's a state. I didn't know that. Also, don't look at me like it's I'm serious. Sorry, All right, let's do a list of American things you don't know. It's like me being like, wait, Hawaii is a part of the U.S. 
Well, hey, there's plenty kinda. of people who argue with you. Like, you can't mail presents there. It's not the continental one. Many rappers think the earth is flat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, um, flatty? But no, I, I mean, I went to zoos when I was a kid, but I never did any of that kind of stuff. But platypuses are adorable. And yeah, awesome. they're very cute. I don't know. I, I are think they a little stinkers? They seem like they would stink real bad in the face. Yeah, they stink a bit. Yeah. What about um, what, what are these little mice teddy bears? Mice teddy bears. I, they're like little cuties? I've seen those things. What? What, what are they? Marmosets? No, they're like they're like the size of mice, but they look more like little rabbit friends. Are they just small rabbits? I think you're Basically. thinking, or like a zoomed out photo of a rabbit. I think this was a this was like a perception. Was this a Horizon Zero Dawn screenshot? This, I saw. <laughs> this was a depth problem you had. Yeah, I have no idea what you're referring to. Okay. Uh, anyway, so yeah, nobody knows what animals those are. If you know what those animals are. I'm looking at the wrong camera all the time in the show. Just pay attention to where my eyeline is. It's real weird. Anyway, if you know what kind of animals those are, you can send us an email. It's beyond at IGN.com. And, of course, the Facebook group is Facebook.com slash groups slash podcast beyond. Yeah. Uh, we would like to extend uh, just nice, positive feelings to our pals at Kind of Funny, including Colin Moriarty, who announced yeah. his departure uh, from the group. Uh, he used to host this show. Um, yeah. Just just don't be to people on the internet, just yeah. everybody, just kind of just Colin's going to do his own thing. Uh, yeah, we wish him the best, and uh, it turns into this big stupid pissing contest for everybody. I'm yeah. like, that sucks. We know, like, we wouldn't be here doing the show had Greg and Colin not put in 382 yeah. episodes of it. And furthermore, we wouldn't be here doing the show if it wasn't for the audience who uh, a allowed us to keep doing it mm-hmm. and B yeah. tolerated us as we moved and fumbled and yeah. ha- ate ham. Yeah. Um, there and was got a ghost. There was a sheet there and got to where we are now where we're doing this amazing show where we couldn't name that animal back there. Yeah. We really don't <laughs> know what the Wally. animal is. You yeah. got to let us spoke know. about Hollandaise yeah. for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. we did. Yeah. What the day, hell was Hollandaise and days. Why does was, anyone let any of us do any of this? <laughs> See, that was cool. Stupid. Cause I just kind of, I just like let you guys just, I was like, how long are they going to go for? Are they going to keep going? I'll talk about a nice sauce. I'll get a guy tweeting at me be like, there's not enough structure to the show. What did we write on this paper? It's all structure. You have drawings of Totoro and his penis I drew Totoro out. with his penis <laughs> Sorry. It's nothing but structure and erotic Studio Ghibli fan art, yeah. okay? But that said, majority of the community is crazy lovely. Yeah. Um, like I, I think I've said this before, but I came here a year and a half ago almost, and the first episode I was on at Beyond was like my second week here, and everyone was so positive. I've never felt so welcome in a community so yeah. quickly. And uh, it's totally to the credit of... Colin and Greg and the entire kind of funny team that they built something that we've also like Except built for Colin. <laughs> Sorry, Except Kevin. Kevin. Great. No. What's wrong with Kevin? He's always rooting around in the drywall. No, they had he's to, not. They had to put down tinfoil to keep him out of the crawl space. He has to be I heard behind the that. camera making him do things. I want him but and Kevin's Anthony the dog, Gallegos right? to get together. Oh my they, God, I want right? him and Anthony Aren't to get together. Aren't they like show. doppelgangers? Yeah. I mean, they are both They both have great hair. They're short. They're strange. Their bodies can be used as musical instruments. That's a great. That's a great pairing right there. If you're looking for a new show, there it is. <laughs> All right. Anyway, that's the show that we did today. Uh, oh, speaking of musical instruments, uh, so the old Beyond used to have a thing called Ryan's Wrap Up, which I think they started doing again on PS I Love You, uh, where they ended the show with a song, and I got to work with a awesome rapper named Mega Ran. Quick shout out to him uh, on a song called Safe Room. Uh, him and I were both playing a ton of Resident Evil Seven, and I know that game seems like a hundred years ago, but that game was, was rated Peggy eighteen. It was Peggy eighteen. Peggy. Uh, Peggy that 18. game was actually this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I really like the safe room music in that game because it's just mm-hmm. awesome. It's just like funky, twangy, rusty guitar sound. So I sampled it and I sent it to Mega Ran, turned it into a beat, and he rapped over it. So uh, we will play that song for you now. Nice. 
Awesome. So thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. We have fun doing this. So thanks for sticking with us. And on that note, beyond. 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 Yes, that one. Say it. Thank you. The end. Wally. And heat on a dark plantation is where we would meet. Sweat dripping, insects hissing. Three whole years now, my wife's been missing. Mia, so beautiful and elegant, intelligent, a fate of all, probably her benevolence. I told her you can't help everybody. Now the situation is straight ungodly. Kick through the kitchen and I'm almost sickened. Food in the pot still twitching. Now I got a decision to make. I want to break, but I can't. Feeling like I'm close to the end of the chase. I find a tape and I press play. I see Mia alive, so now I just pray. And she's saying she can't wait to explain. Me coming here might have been a mistake. So I search for more clues. Remains of poor fools. Don't even want to imagine what they've gone through. Notes are laid out. Signs that warn you. Walls are bored through. So far from normal. Bones are torn too. Diseased and rotten. I want to turn back, but I can't afford to. I'm in a nightmare. Can't take a nap. Creeping around trying to locate a map. Then I hear the sound of someone lurking. Could be me, but I'm so uncertain. Situation couldn't possibly worsen. Fate could be determined. I step into a room, facing uncertain doom. Playing this plantation, don't become my tomb. I cock the gun, wipe the sweat from my brow. I must slay you to get to the safe Sorry, Lance, a lot, cause me is in the basement and the door's still a lot. And I'm always coming back and I'm hella jealous when you try to be a surrogate dad to Evelyn. Here's another warning, you should really fear the damage I can do with the chainsaw shears. Oh dear, it's clear, consumed by the girl. Evelyn's the source of this petrifying world. I know earlier I was acting like a fool, shooting myself in the head like boom. But Ethan, I'm sorry and I'll ask candidly, can you look the other way and help my family? Cause we're victims too, will you save us from this doom? Put this girl in the tomb before we all get consumed.
back anytime.